What's up, Eco Hackers? This is C.S. Joseph, and welcome to Season 18, Episode 17. And I need to set my Do Not Disturb. Uh, let's see. There we go. Cool. Because, you know, we got to love how, you know, all these notifications keep popping up. So that should make it a lot easier. Uh, let me know if you folks can hear me, as usual. Uh, but I think you can, because... The stream is telling me that uh, sound is making it through. And uh, welcome to the fourth cognitive reflection, uh, where we're going to be discussing the functions TI plus FI, introverted thinking versus introverted feeling. Uh, for the sake of this, I also would like to have an opportunity uh, to open up, let's see here, a document just to kind of help us define a little bit more uh, for everyone, the specific um, definitions, uh, or at least small definitions uh, of FI and TI. So I'm going to read them to you. Uh, this comes from page 39 of our How to Type Yourself Companion Guide, which is available at csjoseph.life on the front page. Some of you know about that, some of you don't, but in case you missed it, just go to the front page. Uh, scroll down it's the second step in the journey that's given uh, to everyone at the beginning of the home page and it is the type grid uh, companion guide just put in your email and a link to uh, where you can download it will be emailed to you you click on the link you download the file you have the file and you stay subscribed uh, to getting these uh, season 18 lectures every single month so that's kind of like an important thing i, I hope to you uh, but let's talk about uh, FI and uh, TI, also known as spear and bow versus sword and mace. But I want to talk about uh, the high FI versus the high TI uh, definitions as like kind of an introduction uh, to this lecture to allow people to make a lot more sense as to what these things exactly mean, etc. So... Uh, Great, thank you for letting me know that sounds good. Okay, so um, Spear and Bow, uh, they seek to support their values by weighing any meaningful evidence presented to them, or they seek to collect data and information to examine existing standards to find values worth adopting. This is what FITE users do. However, if you're an FI hero or an FA parent point of view, you are looking at they seek to support their values by weighing any meaningful evidence presented to them, which means like they cherry pick ideas that and they go out in the world and find ideas that fit their pre-existing values. And their values don't really change that much because they're defining their own values given that they're FI parent, FI hero. Versus the opposite with a TE parent and TE hero, they seek to collect data and information to examine which existing standards uh, to find values worth adopting. So that's why you see high TE users, uh, TE parents, and TE uh, heroes doing surveys. We see it all the time in uh, the C.S. Joseph uh, public Facebook group, even though it's technically a private group uh, considered by Facebook, but we treat it like a public group anyway, and we name it public just in case, even though technically from a Facebook standpoint, people treat it like a private uh, thing. So, you know, it is what it is. I I'm not worried about it. But, uh, you know, when you have people like Amartaj, good man, 
uh, or uh, Mercer Kaiser, uh, for example, posting in there. And they're often uh, uh, putting up uh, big questions. Or Thomas Began is another great example of this. They're constantly taking on a survey from the group to collect information. And that's because they're trying to look at what the existing standards say so that they can adjust their FI based on the standards. So they're kind of like discovering their FI with their FI child and their FI inferior. And they're, and they're collecting data information to shape their own FI child and their FI inferior. However, it's the complete opposite with an FI hero and uh, an FI parent. They're using their existing values first to help shape what people know, what, it, what is known to people in general. Uh, they are shaping those known standards, uh, those known standards, those known rules. They're shaping those rules by their own values. So they're doing the opposite. That's the spear and bow uh, point of view. Now, if you're looking at sword and mace, which is this is where the TI users, uh, high TI users, which is TI hero versus TI parent, use facts and hard truths to determine what's socially acceptable. This is why TI heroes and TI parents, like myself, for example, end up getting a huge uh, bad rap by society because they like to claim that we're being arrogant to think that we're so smart and so intelligent enough that we get to dictate uh, social norms to people. Well, damn it, get over yourself because we do get to dictate social norms because we're TI hero and TI parent. That's the entire point because we're dictating those social norms through FE child and FE inferior. That's literally what that means. Or you look at the low TI users of TI child and TI inferior. And they use their FE parent and their FE hero to see what is socially acceptable first and then use that as a filter to determine what they think is true. And this happens consistently because from their point of view, it can't be true if it's not socially acceptable. Or if it is socially acceptable to get a COVID-19 vaccine, well, then the COVID-19 vaccine should be okay. You see, this is the FJ point of view. This is the TI child, TI inferior point of view, right? It's just like, it's, it's no different than, you know, walking in uh, to an airport and having the uh, TSA uh, do their stupid little pat downs or you go through their very highly toxic radioactive machine, imaging machine, which is the most annoying thing in the world that they, you know, they don't give a damn about our health, for example. And, uh, you know, but hey, you know, the FJs are on board because, you know, it's socially acceptable. So it must be true, you know, because how can something be true and not be socially acceptable, right? That's the other side of it. And this continues to be a problem going uh, back and forth, you know, this, you know, so between Spear and Bow and Sword of Mason, just kind of understanding this TI versus FI dynamic you really have to understand this in order to understand the reflection, the, the cognitive reflection as a result. Um, so uh, it's it's really important to keep that in mind. And honestly, out of the four reflections, this one is probably, I don't know, the, the more hardcore discussion because it really comes down to, you know, the introverted or the internal thinking of each person, you know. Now, granted... I have to say that uh, over time, the TE users, though, like TE heroes, TE parent, over time, they will end up having more confidence in their own FI values, and then they will start to shape other what other people know 
as they get older because they're going to get closer and closer to their subconscious, right? Or the FI heroes and FI parents will end up humbling themselves and realizing that their values and their value systems may actually be corrupt ahead of time. And then because of that potential corruptness, they'd be open to conducting those surveys and seeking data and information and sources and citations to help uh, or at least examine existing standards and rules to help actually verify or shape their own values that they have within their FI here and their FI parent, right? There's humility there on both sides as each individual FI user or TE user gets closer to their subconscious. And this is really important. Well, folks, it's no different than the sword and mace users, the TI and FE users. It's no different. High TI users like myself realize that, you know, sometimes we kind of do have to adhere to what is socially acceptable because what is socially acceptable at times can actually be a good boundary with which we could utilize to, you know, by default, kind of look at, okay, yeah, this, you know, this should be true because it is socially acceptable so we can go back and forth but it's more of a uh, a secondary trait and this is what allows uh, you know tps to get closer to their fj um subconsciouses uh, plural and uh based on that relationship they're not as you know harsh or hard on people and they are looking at things from a socially acceptable standpoint first Conversely, the lower TI users, the TI childs and the TI inferior, uh, as they get older, they stop being sheep and uh, just allowing their thinking to be determined by the grand affiliative or what is socially acceptable. They will, they'll change their tune, they'll change their perspective, which is pretty great if you think about it. As they get closer to their TP subconscious, they will be able to draw those conclusions, right? So the bottom line is, is that no way of thinking here is better than the other. It's just that some have their, they, they all have their strengths and weaknesses, except as they get older, what was a weakness before will become a strength, right? So they start off early in their life with, okay, here's a strength, here's a weakness, great. But by the time they're ending their life, here's a strength, here's a strength. Um, and although one could be a secondary strength, but if they really, really focus, especially by cognitive focus, for example, or through a positive, healthy cognitive transition instead of a negative uh, cognitive transition or a chaotic one, where they're doing what is meaningful instead of what is expedient as a result, you find yourself in a situation where it really does become a strength. And they really, and in some cases, they may even be able to use their subconscious uh, in a meaningful way, even better than they would their ego. It is possible. I have seen it. It is a thing. Um, it's also um, something I've noticed of super ego focused types, which is extremely rare. Um, there's a particular super ego focused ENTJ that I'm aware of right now. And I would say that because he is super ego focused, it's allowed him to become a lot more balanced individual. And there's people within this community talking about the concept of Sigma male. And I'm not really sure I entirely agree with the title of Sigma Male. Sigma Male basically, you know, so if we're looking at, you know, women's uh, hypergamy, which is their sexual strategy, you have alpha seed versus beta need, alpha fucks versus beta bucks, etc. Within, uh, within their sexual strategy. 
but uh, and and alpha males represent 20% of the population beta males represent 80% of the population but then there is these this additional type of man which is less than 1% of the population right they're less than 1% of the population and they're so rare that women especially when wielding their sexual strategy they just don't really believe that male even exists uh, so, like, if they actually do meet the one of these uh, less than one percent men who have, uh, who are able to meet both sides of their hypergamy simultaneously, alpha seed versus beta need in one man, basically. Uh, well, that's what I would call a sigma male. Now, granted, if you're to look up sigma male on YouTube right now or anywhere else and just and figure out what the definition is, I don't really agree with every definition out there. I really don't, especially especially since there's a lot of bias with those definitions, then th that bias is heavily geared towards NT-men. Heavily. Especially ENTP and INTJ men, specifically. And I, I disagree with that. I, I completely disagree with that. Uh, I, I think, really, it's just men who have gotten to a point in their life where they're able to uh, provide both sides of a woman's hypergamy just by being manly and a man themselves, right? Well, uh, knowing that, when it comes to cognitive reflections, we use cognitive reflections as a way to, uh, how, how did I put it previously, uh, to help identify areas of development, right? And, and when it comes to men and women too, knowing how someone is behaving from a cognitive reflection standpoint, it really exposes their areas of development. The reason why, and I say this sentence like every single lecture, the reason why is that, you know, this comes from a, a member of the audience. Uh, they said this in the uh, YouTube comments, and it was very fantastic. I really love it, but I'll say it here. Quote, the ego is an axis with your subconscious. The ego is an orbit with your unconscious, and your ego is a reflection of your superego. And it's basically your ego is able to look in the mirror, right? And because it looks in the mirror and is looking at the superego and the superego is looking back at you, it really exposes all of the flaws. It exposes the areas of development, right? Now, this is, uh, you know, granted, people use cognitive orbit and they use, uh, um, you know, cognitive synchronicity, cognitive asynchronicity. They also use cognitive axis, etc. They use all these tools in some capacity to develop themselves. They use cognitive axis for, okay, I'm going to develop my pessimistic functions first so that I can get my optimistic functions on board. Or whenever I develop my optimistic functions even more, I slightly develop my pessimistic functions. But when they focus on developing their pessimistic functions the most, well, then their optimistic functions hyperdevelop. That is cognitive axis. And this is done through cognitive synchronicity, which is basically compatibility, or through cognitive asynchronicity, which is basically camaraderie, right? This is why from a professional compatibility standpoint, uh, the type that has highest compatibility professionally with, for example, an ENTJ, that would actually be an ISTP, right? And then the second one from there would be ESTP, for example. For me, that would be um, uh, ISTJ or ESTJ from a professional compatibility point of view, right? We haven't really talked about professional compatibility, so I'm just kind of give a little bit of a preview about that right now. We're going to be discussing that a lot more later. 
Uh, I'm going to be doing a, a series discussing professional compatibility and, and why it's it's necessary and how it's a thing. Um, in fact, I need to actually add that uh, to um, my content roster, which I have. It's a, it's a very large document, my content roster. If only you folks could actually see that because it's just pure insanity. Um, but it, it is uh, what it is. So... But yeah, like anyway, people use Axis and Orbit to develop their minds. But reflection is not something that you use to develop your mind. It's your superego basically pointing its finger back at your ego. And it's literally listing all of the flaws your ego has, which are all of the reasons why your superego doesn't really even have respect for your ego at all. And we've been exploring this even deeper in Season 29 in the members area. Uh, with the How to Master Your Demon series. Um, the, next, uh, the next episode to come out is How to Master Your Demon Introverted Feeling or Your Demon FI, and then also How to Master Your Demon SI. Okay, so the TI Heroes and the NI Heroes uh, will be getting their uh, lecture episodes this month, and that is coming out this month here in the month of July. Uh, please uh, see that. I believe next week the FI, um, or maybe this weekend, the FI episode will drop. And then sometimes before the end of the month, before August 1st, the SI video will drop as well. Um, so yeah, uh, just uh, keep that uh, in mind. My allergies are kind of up right now, so it's kind of interesting how that is going on. It's really hot. Like, oh my gosh, it's really hot. I'm like, I, I need to take this off. This is just ridiculous. I mean, I was doing good earlier, but apparently the temperature is rising like crazy in this house right now. Probably because it's almost triple-digit weather outside uh, where I'm at. And it's kind of weird that that would be happening here in the Rocky Mountains, but uh, it is what it is. So I'm just going to set that down right there. All right. So... Anyway, but but don't forget, like n none of this would be possible without Dr. John Beebe and his book, Energies and Patterns of Psychological Type. And if you, if you haven't read that book yet, I strongly, strongly encourage you to do so. And then if you want to mix in uh, the four sides of the mind, read Ion by Carl Jung, specifically the first five chapters, because that really delves into the four sides of the mind. At least gives you his perspective on the four sides of the mind, even though his... Uh, nomenclature is a little bit different from mine uh and i do maintain mine's more accurate than jung's it still gives you a really good way to interpret it a, a very good way it's just how he defines a superego is a little bit different from how i do it but it, it still it still makes sense and ultimately i think my direction is better uh than the direction he went but when you compare ion to energies and patterns of psychological type, it really becomes self-evident that things like cognitive axis, cognitive orbit, and cognitive reflections is accurate. And like I said, you know, it's really just the superego pointing its finger back at you, the ego, and it hates the ego. It thinks it's better than the ego. It's literally like a competition between Scar and Mufasa and the Lion King, for example, or Prince John. Uh, versus King Richard the Lionheart. It, it's that entire dichotomy, that archetypical uh, dichotomy that's literally playing out inside of our heads. And the superego is trying to usurp the ego from its throne as the apex of the mind, right? This is why the superego can behave in a demonic way. But you need to get to a point with the ego where the ego is willing to have a partnership 
with the superego in order for those areas of development to no longer become flaws, but actually become symbols of divinity or divine strengths, right, within development. Um, now, you're not going to be able to develop them off of cognitive reflections alone, which is something that I keep seeing people within this audience very confused about, and it needs to stop. No, you cannot develop your functions or grow your functions using cognitive reflection. All cognitive reflection does is show you how you're behaving and shows you what areas of development you are missing. Afterwards, use cognitive axis, use cognitive orbit to develop your functions in such a way to handle those areas of development after they have been exposed. But that's going to require a huge amount of reflection, self-awareness, also a lot of humility on your part to basically talk about these things with other people in your life, like your spouses or your children or your parents. Ask them true questions about how they think and feel about your character. And this is extremely necessary to do this. I don't care if this is if it's healthy or not for you to do this. I don't care if those people are toxic or healthy in your life. It doesn't matter. The reality of the situation is, is that you have to be willing to collect criticism and feedback from every human being about you and your character in your life, good or bad, because you still have the responsibility of verifying or at least making sure as to whether or not they're right. And then whether or not that fits with your superego, because then you just look at, you collect all that information and you ask yourself, okay, does, does my superego super really saying this about me? Is this really an area of development that I need to work on? And then you could prioritize it from there. This is absolutely critical. And I think this is going to be a core com component of the new self-acceptance program that's coming out. It's going to be available to members. Uh, our graphic artist is going to be back in about a week or so. Uh, and when he is, he's going to be working on the self-acceptance program for us. And we're going to be releasing that to members. If you're already a paid member, congratulations, you're just going to get it for free and it's going to be made uh, available to everyone. And uh, you know we're gonna be talking a little bit about cognitive reflection and how it can identify areas of development. We're also gonna be talking about a little bit about mastering your demon function so that you can kind of understand the, the personal journey that you are on in order to achieve basically enlightenment as we've outlined within season 19. And that's very, very important. Um, uh, All right, so um, so yeah, that's a that's a thing. Okay, uh, so yeah, that so anyway, uh, at the end of the day, you know, because it exposes areas of development, don't forget that reflector functions are just there to are to show you how human beings are expressing their behavior. Uh, they also indicate like a person's level of development. Very easy, uh, and uh, like. Due to a person's suffering in their life, you know whether or not someone's willing to change that suffering to something valuable, that's when they can begin the journey of turning things around. But if you don't know what the problem is, because you're not listening to your superego, or at least you haven't humbled yourself to that standpoint, it's true for men or women, although humility is the source of beauty, but that doesn't mean that humility is not important to men, etc. It's a secondary trait for men, but it's still something that they have to work on for their own personal development so that you can be a complete human being. Being a complete human being is um, is really what the content we have in season 19 is all about. So it's, uh, it's very necessary. 
uh, very important. So yeah. All right. Um, so this brings us to like you know the, the four battlegrounds, and and we've talked about the battleground of titans. Uh, we've talked about the battleground of responsibility. We've talked about the battleground of innocence, etc. And tonight's lecture, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the battleground of uh, inhibition as well. But we're going to be doing Titan's Responsibility, Innocence, and Inhibition regarding introverted thinking, logic, and introverted feeling, uh, morality or values, etc. And kind of how they play out across each of the battlegrounds. Because I give credit where it is due, the person who came up with this concept is known as Chris Taylor. He's the one who's been talking about the cognitive reflections of the battlegrounds. This is based off of uh, Dr. John Beebe's notion or idea. He calls it mirror functions, but... Again, we change the nomenclature for mirror functions because we already talk about mirroring from the perspective of Templar types and mirroring other people's behavior, especially INFJs and ESTPs the most. They do it the most. Uh, so to make sure that we don't confuse people, we're changing mirroring uh, to you know reflections, basically. And then we're going to be going through each of these individual battlegrounds from a TI and FI perspective. And... Uh, Yes, Chris Taylor will be joining us for the next uh, season 18 episode, so next month, so literally one month from now, to discuss the individual battlegrounds uh, and look at, um, we're going to be looking at uh, how the battlegrounds, because we're, we're really talking about like how the battlegrounds are you know manifesting within a person. He's going to be discussing how the battlegrounds manifest outside of a person and how the battlegrounds affect your relationships and your interactions with other people in your life. It could be your children, it could be your spouse, it could be your your immediate family, your extended family, it could be your church, it could be your community, whatever. Any human being that's outside of you, basically, and your functions and how they uh, match up with them, especially from a cognitive asynchronicity standpoint, you still have to be aware of the four battlegrounds with each other individual that you have contact with you know, o over time. And uh, so, yeah, Chris Taylor will be joining us next month. I'm very happy to have him as a guest. Uh, and then we're going to be discussing that. And then I believe after that, we're going to be moving on to additional uh, aspects of cognitive mechanics. Uh, eventually, we're going to have Coach Jay uh, on the show as well to discuss uh, his ideas on, mac uh, on macro versus micro uh, functions which cognitive functions, as well as which vectors of the type grid, uh, like for example, direct versus uh, informative or initiating, responding, progression or outcome, etc. Everything that we've been doing uh, from you know UCHA, which is our uh, new application that we have for members right now, everything that we've been doing within that test, um, which by the way, uh, tomorrow night at our team meeting, I get to look at the newest version of the test, and I think we're just going to be consolidating into one uh, test to make it a lot easier for people to use because we have so many different tests, etc. Learning mode will be going away, and learning mode will actually be collapsed inside of a new tooltip uh, schema uh, within uh, the, what we call the bird's eye test, which will eventually just be called test. It'll ju that'll just be the test, basically. And uh, we're also going to be melding in expert mode uh, inside of uh, the test as a separate button. Uh, and then we're going to be completely abandoning learning mode. Although technically learning mode is available as the discover.csjoseph.life or csjoseph.life forward slash discover test right now for the regular personality test on the website. And it will be for some time. 
that will not be a part of Ucha because Ucha is a far more uh, efficient um, way of uh, a far more efficient way of uh, tracking things and uh, making that happen. So, so yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, and I'm I'm glad that uh, we're going to be able to do that. Also, uh, we're going to be doing uh, we're going to be changing up uh, how we do coaching in the future. We're going to be pretty soon eventually offering uh, 15 minute sessions at essentially half price. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, we've been able to compare notes, have discussions about you know the, the coaching process. And I maintain that uh, we've been able to, um, at least personally for me, been able to improve upon that process such that we can do it pretty quick and be accurate. But for those of you that still want the 30-minute sessions, they'll still be available uh, for those. And the reason why is that you'll basically be getting additional advice for your type after you've been officially typed. So, And we're doing this to make it uh, not so cost prohibitive on everyone uh, so that there's more access to getting uh, the sessions so that they can get typed. So that's a thing, and uh, that's going to be coming out very soon. Look for that. We may offer that for a limited time. We may make it indefinite. We're still trying to figure that out. Who knows? Uh, but that's uh, at least, you know, a lot of people will be able to uh, benefit uh, from, uh, you know, that, that point of view and get themselves typed and get their uh, CS verified uh, certificates uh, as a result of doing those uh, those sessions, etc. It's just it's not going to come with, the life advice that people typically get when they get the 30 minute sessions. So, but yeah, so yeah, so uh, the fourth reflection, uh, TI and FI, according to, you know, cognitive reflection, etc. And the first battleground is the battleground of Titans. And this focuses on the cognitive attitudes known as the hero and the demon versus uh, the warrior and the angel, right? So, Pretty, pretty necessary to understand this, uh, and I'm going to be examining like how you know some of these behaviors manifest in a negative way, but then also a positive way, and then we're going to go down uh, every single battleground, uh, you know, to this. And all of the 16 types are going to be represented here. You know, they're just in a different battleground, etc. You know, you can be an FI hero but still have a TI demon. You can be an FI parent but still have a TI trickster. You can be an FI child and still have a TI critic, etc and so on and so forth. So you gotta be aware of this. You know, if you wanna be able to identify those areas of development within your soul that you need to like adjust to be able to increase your character and keep yourself on the path to enlightenment, be aware of the risk of chaotic transition and doing what is expedient instead of what is meaningful, you know, kinda gotta go, kinda gotta be aware of that, right? So, awesome. Well, I'm glad you like uh, Birdseye, Taya. I, I really, really like, and Trunks Obsessed says Birdseye Test is the best. Great. I'm glad you guys like that. We're making that the main test, and we're going to be just smushing everything into it and just making it even better, and then we'll go from there. But please remember, folks, as you're using the Ucha app, uh, which is available for members, please be clicking the feedback button and submitting a ticket to the help desk so that if you identify any problems or if you want some changes done, let us know. Uh, like, for example, we didn't even have a forgot password thingy, and that kind of sucked. Uh, so I think now we do. 
but yeah. Uh, and we have weekly or biweekly meetings around the feedback that we collect from the audience to be able to improve the application. We just wanna get the test down and then also the journal down and the dashboard down first uh, before we start introducing the social media features like uh, you know friends lists and, and feeds, et cetera, and giving the ability for people to create content and whatnot. All of that is coming and we're getting there and the application is gonna be staying invite only for like a while until we're happy with all of these features. So it's coming, it's just, it's just gonna take some time. Um, and you know, even from, um, and I think we'll go live, you know, in the public, gosh, you know, when the dating features are done, but we're, we're getting there, like, let's see. Um, Cause right now we're in closed alpha, it's members only alpha test. And then we're gonna be going to a closed beta. Closed beta will start, I believe the dating features over the next couple months. I hope to have all of those features done and ready to go uh, before Thanksgiving would be my hope. That's like my target for that. And then we're gonna have an open beta with, um, we're gonna have an open beta with the entire CSJ community, but it's still going to be invitation only, just invitation only, but we're gonna have that um, open beta about, about the beginning or the end of this year or the beginning of next year and then with go live uh, for the general public, uh, probably about quarter one of next year is what I mentioned. It's, it's mostly like a 2022 target. Unless of course we get additional funds and then we're able to expand the development team to make that process faster. So we'll see. Um, we have been able to add an additional developer recently and I look to add even more developers after that. And folks, this is literally where your money is going. So it's awesome. Thank you for being our paid members uh, to do this uh, because you know with this technology, we're gonna be able to collect so much data on everyone and like uh, with obviously with everyone's permission and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to use empiricism and provide empirics with uh, all of the data that they'd ever want. We're gonna make a lot of our data publicly available. We're just not gonna be releasing anything uniquely identifiable, of course. We'll be CCPA and GDPR compliant, blah, 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 and COPPA compliant. So I'm not worried about that either, uh, but I think uh, I think people are going to have an amazing uh, opportunity uh, with what's coming. So, uh, yes, it will be epic. I, I don't know. Do we have an epic counter? That's that's kind of interesting. I, I don't know if we I don't know if we have an epic counter. Maybe we need one. I don't know. So yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So. Uh, Battleground of Titans. So you got TI Hero versus FI uh, Demon, and then we're gonna look at the um, uh, the negative standpoint. Um, so, okay, so let's see here. Let me just update my notes. Um, uh, yeah, and then we're gonna do TI uh, Warrior versus FI Angel, and we're gonna do FI uh, hero versus TI uh, demon and then FI uh, warrior versus TI angel. Okay, cool. Kind of go in that direction and then follow that same thing. So TI hero versus FI demon, you know, looking at like kind of the negative aspect of the behavior. So 
we all know that uh, TI heroes walk around with extroverted feeling inferior, and it, it really comes down to they have a fear of not being accepted by other people. They have a fear of other people not liking them because of some action they take. And, you know, I get it because they can be insanely alienating with their TI hero, and oftentimes they come off to other people as like the most arrogant SOBs that they've ever encountered in their entire life, as well as, you know, uh, being called, you know, the most stubborn person. And you can even argue that the ISTP is the most stubborn of all the types as a result of that, you know, innate uh, classification. And, you know, that, that can be a problem. That can be a thing. Gosh, my nose, man. It's just, it's just so bad. <laughs> man, it's like horrible. I keep itching my nose. Pretty soon, someone's going to have to have a nose itching meme of uh, C.S. Joseph posted on Instagram pretty soon. Or maybe a really cool YouTube video. So all you uh, funny INTJs out there with your ESFP subconscious, I want to see a CSJ uh, nose uh, meme I posted on YouTube and then linked in my Facebook group. I think that would be awesome. You know, I wonder how many times through all the content you can like catch me like playing with my nose, etc. And then just... Uh, and then just post it there. It'd be a nice, good, uh, you know, nose uh, montage. I don't know if anyone would care to do that, but I'm sure it would be really effing hilarious. So, like, why, why not? You know, um, twelve. I okay. Well, so apparently we've said epic in the chat twelve times. Good times. So, uh, Ti Hero, um, you know, because of, because of how stubborn it is. Uh, it, it can it can be a problem and it's just it's like oh yeah not really going to listen and whatnot but then because it gets stuck it gets stuck because it's like oh i'm so caring towards other people and oh i really want to be accepted and i don't really want to rock the boat etc and then as a result uh the ti hero is often surrendering to the feelings of other people and other people can use the ti hero against its will and guilt the ti hero into doing whatever uh they want and I honestly, I don't agree with that kind of behavior. I don't think that's healthy for the TI hero. I don't think it's a good thing for a TI hero to live their life like that. Well, guess what? The FI demon doesn't agree with that either. And the, and the FI demon is constantly accusing, it's the accuser, constantly accusing TI hero of like, oh yeah, for one, for someone who's like, who knows the truth and then gets so arrogant with knowing the truth. You're such a good, good job knowing the truth you still bend over to other people's feelings. Why aren't you ever going to care about my feelings or your own feelings? You do have feelings, you know. You do actually have a value system, you know. Why do you constantly have to surrender to other people's value systems? Because the FI demon is like, you can't do that. It's saying, it's not good, Mr. TI Hero, it's not good that you allow yourself to not tell the truth or to stop speaking, this is especially with INTPs, and you allow yourself to become apathetic or not even say anything because you're just too afraid, you're too pussy for other people to, you know, stop. You're too afraid of not being accepted anymore. And this absolutely drives the FI demon up the wall. And it's like, hey, you care way too much about other people's feelings. You need to care about your own values. You need to care about, like, what you feel is best. Because if you're going to ignore how you feel, then you're just gonna turn into a giant kleptomaniac, which honestly, ISTPs are the worst kleptos of all of the types. They are often thieving bastards, constantly thieving, 
all the time just to see if they can get away with it. And it's just a little game to them. It's not, it's just an NI child game or even an SI uh, child game in some cases, like in the case of Kevin uh, Mitnick, uh, the most famous hacker of all time, uh, who is an INTP, it's the same concept. And their FI demon ends up feeling like, when it finally comes out, it ends up feeling like it's, it's entitled. It's entitled uh, to other people's property or even other people's ideas. Or it's, it, or it's entitled to their attention, or it's entitled to their passion or their desire. Because from the TI Hero standpoint, it's like, well, I've gone out of my way to support you this entire time uh, that you know I'm, I'm entitled now. I'm entitled to take back from you because I've given you so much. But this is a completely unhealthy, this is a completely unhealthy behavior. That's not how it's supposed to be. Because TI Warrior, if, if this is a TI Warrior situation with FI Angel, the FI Angel would never actually allow itself to be entitled to anything because the TI Warrior would not allow the FE Inferior to determine its own thinking. It's still going to tell the truth regardless of the consequences. It's not going to allow FE Inferior to bow down. Oh, this person accepts me. Panties drop, bend over, and they just start taking it in the ass. No thanks. That's not going to work. Okay? And that's why FI Demon is so mad at TI Hero. And that's why FI Demon, it ends up blaming everybody else because it's lying to TI Hero. And we'll, and we'll, we'll uh, explore this in the, next, in the upcoming lecture a lot deeper. And it blames everybody else for taking advantage of the TI Hero. When the reality of the situation is the TI Hero was too weak. Because T.I. Hero's main goal was, oh, I want to go out of my way to look good in front of other people and be the most accepting. And I'm going to do this really nice thing for you because I expect you to give me recognition for it. And then when you don't give recognition for it, I'm just going to be entitled with my F.I. Demon. Okay, folks, that's a covert contract. INTPs do that all the time. There was an INTP woman who actually uh, worked for me. That is exactly how she behaved. She's like, I've given you all this support, but you won't do this one thing for me. She, uh, she tried to guilt me into giving her money so that uh, you know her friend who got stranded would be all right, etc. And I, I ended up making the mistake of, of giving her that money to, to help her in that situation. And I really shouldn't have. I said, you know, your friend should be more responsible with that. That's not my problem. I should have had that attitude. But, you know, her FI demon became entitled to my money, right, and everything that I'm working for, etc., uh, and that I need to help because of how much she's helped me because she saw herself as someone who's doing me a favor when the reality of the situation, it was the opposite. I was doing her a favor. But it's not like FI demon would know that because FI demon is entitled AF, and she is entitled. She's extremely entitled. And what's worse, she has the female solipsism that supports that FI demon entitlement, so you're getting a double whammy. Holy smokes. For those of you who don't understand what female solipsism is, I will define it right now. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Female solipsism is basically the theory, um, which I maintain is a fact, uh, that all women are innately entitled or more selfish than men, basically. Females are technically more selfish and prone to entitlement than men. The reason why, it's all about how a person manages expectations, okay? And this is really played out here within the Battleground of Titans from a TI Hero FI Demon standpoint because of how, for example, a TI Hero would manage expectations. Because a TI Hero man and how he manages expectations is from a primary, this is primary and secondary, folks, so you can kind of just understand how this goes. 
they have expectations for themselves and they have expectations for like, for example, their, their woman, right? Uh, and the thing is that they're not going to enforce or, uh, you know, be combative or potentially violent, or we'll just say enforce, but enforce their expectations on their woman until they have enforced their expectations on themselves first. Men typically do not force expectations, their expectations, or enforce their expectations, or even their boundaries on other people until they've done that with themselves first. Naturally, this is what men do, especially masculine ones, even less masculine beta ones, even, you know, man children, they still tend, tend to, because they are males, they tend to um, enforce their own expectations on themselves first before doing that to their spouse. And after they've done it to them first, then they do that to their spouse, their girlfriend, etc. With women, however, that's not the case. They have a lot of expectations a lot of uh, and a lot more expectations a higher volume of expectations on their men and then they have expectations on themselves and they don't put very much expectations on themselves when compared to the amount of expectations that they put on men furthermore when it comes to enforcing those expectations they enforce those expectations on men first before even bothering to enforce those expectations on themselves okay uh, and oftentimes, especially in Western society, women are so supported by this gynocentrism, this feminine primary social, uh, this feminine imperative uh, within Western society that uh, they don't, uh, they don't even feel the need to en to enforce their own expectations on themselves because of how much societal, communal, social uh, support that they get from every other case. So in reality, they just end up enforcing all their expectations and they have a higher volume of expectations on their men. Whereas men have a higher volume of expectations on themselves and a less volume of expectations on their women. Like for example, um, I, I told my wife at the beginning of our relationship, I don't care if you have a job. You having a job, I, I don't care. It's not, it's not a priority for me. Your career is not a priority for me. I don't care about your career. It doesn't mean anything to me. If you have a career, great. If you don't, great. In fact, I prefer her not to have a career because, you know, instead of her slaving away working all day long, she gets to focus on getting super long hair that's longer, like goes past her ass like I like, and she gets to braid her hair because she has a lot, lot, uh, lot longer. She has to take care of her skin and lose body fat. She can relax, you know. Sex is a lot better with a relaxed woman, trust me, for example. She can focus on child rearing and she can help me out with the business every now and then, which she does. You know, she, she makes a lot of the thumbnails that you see for these lectures, etc. She's me making the thumbnail for this lecture. Uh, and I finally fixed her computer such that she should be able to do that tonight or tomorrow, thank God. But uh, the point is, is that like solipsism is all about managing expectations, managing, uh, you know, an amount of expectations and, and managing expectations for yourself or uh, you, you know the the person that is your significant other, uh, etc. That's how it works. And women have this thing where they enforce a higher amount of expectations on men before they even consider doing that for their own selves. And that is the problem. That is female solipsism. And uh, when they let it get out of hand, they lack humility because a humble woman will not let that get out of hand. A humble woman will realize, oh crap, maybe I should be enforcing my expectations on myself. And then the, the mature feminine is around, the cartel of the mature um, feminine is around, 
They, and if they adhere to the mature feminine, the mature feminine would tell them, yeah, you probably should have personal expectations. And yeah, you should probably hold yourself to those expectations so you're not a fat cow every day. Yeah, that'd be nice. So instead of having like, you know, these these huge land monsters of women, which I which is what, 60, 70 percent of women out there, you know, and then they and they complain and, uh, you know, they get pretty entitled and whatnot. Well, that's where that comes from. Well, having all of that combined with FI demon entitlement, you can see just how much of a shit show that would be in a woman, especially an ISTP or an INTP woman. It, quite frankly, it's absolutely fucked up. Like it's bad, you know, because they have this this thing where they end up covert contracting with their FE inferior and it's like, hey, I'm giving you all this support and at random, I'm just going to decide to randomly enforce my boundary and then pull out this chair out from under you and you're going to fall on your ass and you might even break your tailbone and I don't give a damn because I have FI demon entitlement. It's time I start taking care of myself. Hashtag development phase. And I'm going to initiate divorce because 80% of all divorce is initiated by women within Western society. Great. Welcome to the battleground of titans. You know what I'm saying? So like these, these statistics are horrible. These statistics are scary. They're also verifiable. Uh, in 2011, that rate was 70%. Now it's 80%. So eight out of every 10 divorces in Western society are initiated by women. You might want to think about that. I wonder what percentage of them are FI demons. Hmm. I wonder. Hmm. You might want to consider that. Man, if you're married to an FI demon or you're in a sexual relationship with an FI demon, you might want to keep watch on that. Just maybe. Just maybe. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's a thing. But if you're going to look at the TI warrior versus FI angel standpoint, the TI warrior is not going to allow themselves because you know they know the truth, they're not gonna allow themselves to just lend their support to everybody because the TI warrior doesn't give a damn about who accepts it or not. It's just going to tell the truth regardless of the consequences because TI warrior realizes, hey, guess what? Hey, oh, if I tell the truth and someone is accepting me, that person's awesome. If they're not accepting me, that person is a loser and they shouldn't be in my life. And then all of a sudden, you don't have a TI hero spending their FE inferior on the wrong person, place, or thing. Or lending their support to someone else. Or doing the absolute stupidest thing about TI hero. Which is, they treat everybody the same. And then all of a sudden, their lover is standing there and you're like, wow, you're giving so much more attention and desire to people in general, and you're not even making me a mother effing priority, and yet you have the audacity to accuse me of not making you a priority through FE inferior? Are you kidding me? Yeah, you TI hero hypocrites. Unbelievable. But that's normal. That's normal for you folks, and it's, it's really sad. It's so sad and annoying. Like, really annoying. I hate that about TI Heroes. And it's the most... Oh, gosh. I just I just want to barf. Like, like ugh. I, uh, you know, I, I mean, I might, I, I might barf right now. I, it, it could happen. I have a trash can right here. No. So, so, seriously, guys. That's the difference. That is the difference. From a TI standpoint, like, TI Warrior is like, hey, I am smart enough to realize that I don't give a damn about... You know, I don't give a damn about everyone accepting me. That way, their panties only drop for just a few people, not everybody. Because that's how TI heroes start out. 
Why do you think ISTPs, why do you think ISTPs are constantly facilitating cheating in relationships? They're always the other man. They're always the other woman because their NI child can't help themselves, but they're just so desperate. They're so desperate for acceptance. And they figure that if someone is married and that person has been accepted by other people, that there's a lot more acceptance in a person who is married than a person who isn't because that person already has accepted somebody else with their F.E. inferior <coughs> or that other third party that they're kind of screwing over because they're facilitating cheating. You know, wow, if I can get that person's acceptance on me instead of that person, that proves to me I'm super valuable. Okay, F.I. demon entitlement. Okay, really? Wow. You're, 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 you're awesome. You're, you're a fantastic contribution to society, right? right? Oh my gosh. Like, seriously. It's, it's the most, it's the most annoying thing in the world. FI Angel, you know what's funny about FI Angel? FI Angel could care less about who accepts them. FI Angel is trying to get the TI Warrior to care about the right things, to know the truth, okay? FI Angel it's so funny because like sometimes, you know, I'd say, you know, oh, the FI demon needs to learn how to care more about things. No, I would say the FI demon needs to learn to care less, even less than it cares. Because the argument is, is that if the FI angel understands like, hey, I need to stop caring about other people and whether or not they accept me because I should be strong enough to tell the mother effing truth regardless of the consequences. Okay, Battleground of Titans for TI with TI at the top. That's what it is. But let's examine the FI side. Okay, let's, let's, let's look at that. The FI hero uh, versus uh, the TI demon. The FI hero, it's all behind the scenes. It's all happy. It's like, ooh, I got my values, right? I got my values, you know? And my values are always proven when other people think highly of me and they give me some status. They're always asking me for my valuable opinion. I'm a real valuable person when everyone comes to me and asks me my opinion, right? Except their opinion is completely subjective. And oftentimes, FI heroes just don't understand that people around them just tolerate them because of how sensitive they are. And the DI demon is like, hey, you know, you don't actually know a damn thing. And TI demon's like, everyone around you thinks you're stupid. And it's because they're so afraid. And this is what causes them to be afraid of, like, you know, other people thinking that they're stupid. This is what causes the FI hero to be completely weak to blackmail. It's so easy to blackmail an FI hero. So easy. Because anything that would damage their reputation, you could literally control their lives through blackmail. We discussed this in Season 21, Social Engineering, How to Social Engineer an INFP. That entire process is laid out there. It is so easy. And it's no, isn't it any wonder how FI heroes are often politicians? Isn't it any wonder? And, you know, you got to ask yourself, what percentage of those FI hero politicians are, uh, you know, blackmailed? I, 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 I'd want you to really uh, examine that and think about that. So it's, uh, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. So FI Hero is like, oh, you know, I feel really good about myself. I have my values, my values. And the TI Demon's like, 
your your values are dog shit. Your values don't actually matter. You think your values matter? Your values don't matter. People are just placating you. People just think this negative things about you. And then the FI hero ends up spending more time trying to look good instead of actually being good. And the TI demon absolutely hates how fake the FI hero is because the TI demon is telling the FI hero, you need to be more honest because they're not honest. They're not. If you want to know the least honest of all the types, that is a TI demon. It is the least honest because they will, they spend more effort trying to look good into, instead of actually being good. Okay. That is the FI hero way. FI warrior, however, doesn't tack on its personal values based on the thoughts of other people. Because why? Why is that? Because the FI warrior has gone to battle. It has gone to war. It has read all of the books. It has experienced all of the things. It has observed all of the things. Okay? And it has seriously gone out of its way to develop its TE inferior so that it knows that based on all the books and all the sources and all of the different perspectives, not just cherry picking perspectives like FI heroes love to do and then the TI demon tells them their fate because they just cherry pick perspectives that fit their bullshit because they have a biased echo chamber within their own head. That's what TI demon is a mother effing echo chamber, yet they accuse everybody else of having an echo chamber, but they got the biggest one in their own heads. Because if a hero just loves cherry picking, it's got to cherry pick all those ideas out there, all the ideas around me that already pre-fit my value system. You ignorant, biased people, what the hell are you doing? But FI Warrior doesn't do that. FI Warrior, which is a fantastic thing, FI Warrior has already done its homework. It's already looked at every perspective, including the perspectives that disagree with their own precious little FI hero values. It's already looked at all those perspectives. And this is where TI Angel is because TI Angel knows for a fact that the value system being wielded by the FI Warrior is valuable. It knows for a fact that their opinion is valued. It knows for a fact that their opinion actually matches the research. It actually matches the studies. It has actually been hardened and cleaved and cut away and, uh, you know, like cutting like cutting a, an uncut gem, etc., to make it something valuable because it's been hardened by the truth, because it's been verified by external sources. And the FI warrior was allowing itself to be verified by external sources. If FI Hero is burning in hell, it's because TE Inferior is not listening or at least going out of its way to look at perspectives that disagrees with its own little FI. So the demons that are torturing you in hell and burning burning you and, and potentially raping you and uh, beating you and, and you know, like um, stabbing you and cutting you, etc. In, in hell... Uh, it's because uh, you're not willing to listen to those demons. It's because they're trying to burn the lies away, but you want to have your head in the sand. And I'm sure you'll enjoy having your head in a river of blood and guts while burning at the same time. Yeah, I'm quoting the Apocalypse of Peter when I say that, by the way. Interesting document. I recommend reading it. So uh, please watch out for that sort of thing. So you need to be the FI warrior with this reflection because the TI angel will finally be like, okay, yeah. 
their values are actually in line with the truth because their values have been put to the test because they allowed themselves to have their values put to the test and the FI warrior is not fake. All right? That's the entire point of view. So, folks, that is the battleground of titans for TI versus FI. All right? And then we go to the battleground of responsibility. This is the parent and uh, the trickster, where we look at uh, where we look at the uh, the parent function and the trickster function. The trickster function being the unaware function. The parent function being all about responsibility. And we have TI parent versus uh, FI trickster. This is me. This is me. And I actually was talking about this with my wife earlier today because she got into it with her uh, family a little bit, and um, it wasn't anything bad. She was just kind of enforcing her boundaries. But at times, like, my wife has this thing, like, where she'll completely withdraw. She'll just withdraw. She'll even, like, leave our house in some cases because she's like, oh, I need to be alone, et cetera. And then I, and then I just criticize her because I'm like, no, you, didn't need, you don't need to be alone because you're just going to go out there and put your head in the sand. She has this thing where if she does not articulate how she feels with her FI trickster, if she has zero articulation with how she feels, what will end up happening is that she will bottle those feelings up inside of herself and then her SI nemesis will be full of bitterness and then she'll take out that bitterness on me later in very subtle ways until it's and it starts covert and then it becomes overt later to the point where I'm like okay I'm going to like end our relationship now because you have all these negative feelings bottled up that you never gave me the opportunity to, to uh, talk about or you never even articulated to begin with because you never gave me an opportunity to help you on the journey because I'm progression to fix it. But she's so focused on the outcome that she won't do that because she just wants a quick fix now to jump to the end because that's what all ESTPs do. It's so hard to get an ESTP to not do what is expedient and instead do what is meaningful. It is fucking hard, let me tell you. So just be aware of that. But, um, you know, from her from her TI parent point of view, I told her earlier in the car today, I'm like, listen, okay, you, I don't care if you feel that you're burdening me with your feelings that you can't even explain because you're FI trickster. You have to remember that you are built to be in a relationship with an extroverted thinker. And extroverted thinkers have this amazing thing where they're able to ask you questions and extract thoughts out of your heads. And then they will internalize it within their own FI and literally tell you through their own feelings and serve it back up to your FE child exactly what you're feeling. And then they'll explain that to you, which is how their sympathy works so that you have that sympathy. And in our marriage, you know, my wife doesn't have that sympathy for me. So she ends up bottling up all these feelings until they explode. Guess what? I do the same thing. We're both guilty of doing the same thing. So what we have to do is that we have to, I, I, you know, sometimes she tells that there's something wrong with me or sometimes I can tell when there's something wrong with her. And I'll literally stop everything and we'll go on a walk together. And I'll literally ask her questions and I'll put on the TE user cap on my head. And I'll ask her over and over and over and over, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And she's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I'm like, well, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. Thank God I'm an NE user that I can be like, it could be this, 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 it could be this. And then eventually she's like, oh, that's it. That's what's bothering me. And then it's like, okay. And then because we're able to talk about it and take it to the extroverted thinking realm, so it's no longer in her internal thinking realm, she is able to articulate what's actually wrong with her. But then I told her, look, that's not necessarily what needs to happen. See, this is something FI tricksters need to understand. Who cares if your feelings are accurate? 
Who cares if your feelings are valuable or valid, more likely, valid? Who cares if your feelings are right? Who cares if your feelings are justified? This is the problem with TI parents. TI parents spend, or TI teenager, I would say, spend so much time trying to think about what behaviors that they can do to make themselves behave in a moral way so that their moral behavior could be valid and acceptable, which is you know seen through every child. They go out of their way. It's the most um, it's the most annoying thing in the world. It's the most annoying thing in the world. So I told her, I even told her this today. We were, we were driving uh, you know, to the dentist and I told her like straight up, like, listen, you have got to get to a point where you allow yourself to be honest about how you feel. You have to realize through TI Parent that you actually don't care whether or not your feelings are valid or justified or good or right to begin with or accurate. You have to get to the point where you yourself are honest. Okay, this is TI Parent versus TI Teenager. Honest about how you feel, even if your feelings are wrong. Because what that does is it invites external feedback and external criticism from a third party. And then how they respond to that. It will help you adjust your feelings in the moment or maybe it would expose what's actually happening. But you going the distance with your TI warrior or a TI parent instead of teenager, instead of trying to hide it like a teenager would and actually be a responsible parent and be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. I have no idea why. I don't know if it's accurate. I don't know if it's valuable, but I'm just feel bad right now. Or I just, something's off. I, I can't explain it. But at least they're communicating. FI tricksters all have this problem where they don't communicate. Just because you don't know how to communicate your feelings, FI tricksters, doesn't mean you don't, you get to not communicate. Wake up. So you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. So regardless if you're around another TI user or an FI user, it is your responsibility, TI parent, to be honest about how you feel. Even if how you feel is wrong or invalid or unjustified or not accurate. Because I guarantee you that you'll be pleasantly surprised that what you actually are feeling is valid. But because you wait so long, this literally creates SI inferior bitterness, or it cre um, and then which takes away your faith in whatever relationship or uh, or um, or where you're working or whatnot. And in and in within NI inferior, it'll erode away your own personal hope, and you'll start being hopeless and behaving hopeless. Okay, and then you'll get insanely depressed. Both of these types will get depressed because they aren't even bothering to try to articulate their feelings. It's the most annoying thing in the world. And this is the battleground of responsibility. And I fight this battleground of responsibility with my wife, with Railgun, almost every single day. You know, every single day. And she's constantly like asking me, are you disappointed in me? Are you disappointed at all? And I'm like, no, not at all. Um... um I just had to send a text to uh, my wife there. So yeah, 
Like, that, that's an example of the negative and the positive, the battleground responsibility between TI and FI, okay? Well, let's look at the FI parents or FI teenager to the TI, the TI trickster. Okay, look, just because you don't actually know the truth of the situation, because you're so concerned about, about looking good yourself in the same way an FI hero would, it doesn't matter. You still have to try. You still have to spitball it. And if you're not willing to spitball it and at least explain how you feel and be like, I think this is true. If you're not willing to at least share those ideas, then you're out of your mind. This is one thing that I love about Chris Taylor because Chris Taylor is willing to risk his status and reputation amongst the people closest to him and share his abstractions and share his TE rationale, all these ideas that he's collected. And be like, hey, look at this cool system I created about psychology with my ISTJ subconscious. What do you think? Hoping that, you know, we'd all think it's good and, and accept it. And, and he'd be like, yay, I'm smart because I came up with this awesome idea. Well, the thing is, is that most of the time, you know, oftentimes he's wrong, completely wrong. But then because the discussion is there, it leads the TI users around him to actually arrive at the truth because he's providing that input and then everyone benefits. Awesome. It's no shock that all TE childs are interest-based being win-win, everything benefits. And then there's also oftentimes he's actually correct and is able to use TI trickster in a masterful way to expose thoughts that the TI users around him didn't even think about. Like for example, this very lecture is a perfect example because his presentation and his packaging of the battlegrounds helped me understand mirror functions because I glossed over mirror functions when reading energies and patterns of psychological type because Dr. John Beebe was talking about them in the context of the MBTI and the context in which he was talking about them, I didn't find that valuable, right? But Chris found it valuable. And all he did using his any hero was adjust the context and take the context out of the MBTI and put the context into the four sides of the mind. And then all of a sudden we have this lecture where we're talking about the four battlegrounds of the cognitive reflections, okay? This is an example, okay? So that is a positive and negative example for the FI approach, all right? From FI being in the teenager slash parent slot, versus the trickster and master slot. You have them both right there, okay? That's where it goes, okay? So that completes battleground responsibility. Let's move on to the battleground of innocence. All right, so the battleground of innocence, we have TI child versus um, FE critic, or uh, not FE critic, uh, FI critic. Oh God, all you IFJs out there, this is for you. Um, so you IFJs, okay? So you have your TI child, and you know, and TI child sometimes they can get TI child God complex, and it's like, oh, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. But how useful is it? And then they're like, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, because they're so critical about themselves. Well, that's when their FI critic is senile. It's just a senile, bitter old man. I've gone out of my way to solve everyone else's problems, but no one is accepting me, etc. And honestly, it's because you haven't gone out of your way to solve your own problems because the senile FI critic was like, well, if I didn't solve my own problems before, I won't be able to solve my problems now. 
uh, or if I didn't solve all my problems before, I won't be able to solve my problems later, or if I didn't solve everyone else's problems, what makes me think I could solve my problems? And it literally becomes the absolute most atrocious presentation of love your neighbor as yourself because they're so focused on loving everybody else and solving everyone else's problems that they completely neglect to solve their own problems. And because they're not solving their own problems, they become very senile with their introverted feeling and then they walk around feeling bad about themselves or worthless or not good enough or not worthy enough. Because the reality of the situation is, is if they would stop ignoring other people and spend their attention from an SI hero standpoint and their concentration uh, from an SI hero standpoint or their passion or their desire or their focus from an NI hero standpoint on themselves and solving their own problems first, then all of a the sudden they are enabled to solve other people's problems. And like, holy shit. But for some reason, you know, they're, they're bad people or for some reason they're not worthy enough or some, for some reason we can't solve, you know, like we're not good enough because they can't solve my problem. This is why I tell INFJs, look, stop talking about your successes. You need to only talk about your failures. People are not really going to identify with your successes anyway, but they will identify with your failures and how you overcame those failures and turn those failures into success. Or if you haven't even overcome those failures, you're willing to share those failures with other people because you yourself as the FE parent are actually able to accept help from other people and allow yourself to have other people solve your problems for you, TI child god complex. And then as a result of that, you might actually learn something. TI child needs to learn how to be a student. It needs to learn how to allow other people to solve its problems so that it can solve other people's problems later, okay? so that they don't walk around feeling bad about themselves. But if you're feeling bad because someone is helping you, get over yourself. Because guess what? There's always tomorrow, and you're gonna help somebody else tomorrow. That doesn't mean you're entitled. It just means that you're humble. If a TI child can humble itself to allow other people to support them with their FI you know, uh, uh, critic, oh my gosh, because that FI critic is no longer being senile. That's why it's called the scenix function. That's why it's no longer being senile. Instead, it's being a grandfather, a grandparent, okay? How many times do you see those old codgers refusing help from other people with their wheelchair? They follow the wheelchair, but they refuse help. And they're like, no, I can do it myself, blah, blah, blah. That's literally FI critic, okay? That's literally FI scenix in its senile mode. But if the IFJ can learn to accept help and assistance and problem solving from other people, they will learn how to solve those problems for themselves. And then as a result, then they can solve those problems for other people, ever the student, right? It's just that TI child God complex gets so focused on what it knows. But the reality of the situation is, is that it doesn't know anything because it's not willing to listen. Well, background inhibition also goes in a very um, similar, uh, very similar way. Very similar. You can't listen to FI Critic. 
FI critic has to be that responsible grandfather that allows other people to open the door for them. Allow other people to open the door for you. Allow other people to love you. Accept gifts from other people. Can you do that? Accept other people offering you help to solve your problem. Even if you think you know how to do it. Benjamin Franklin, ENTP, constantly talks about how if you accept a favor or if you ask for help for someone else, they're more likely to help you later because it allows them to other people to feel confident in themselves and powerful for once in their life. And you're giving that to them as a gift. If you, as a TI child, are accepting help from other people, that's actually you giving them a gift. And the FI grandfather or grandparent or grandmother of the FI critic understands that in its wise form, that it is wise to accept help from other people, you arrogant, arrogant people. Oh my gosh, you TI childs are so arrogant. Let go of that. Allow people to solve problems. Allow people to give ideas. Allow people to actually help you for once. Okay? You don't have to do everything yourselves. Stop being so arrogant. Accept help from others. Be thankful. Show them gratitude. You're literally that person who gets mad that no one else is grateful to you, but you're the most ungrateful person yourself because you won't even bother accepting help to begin with. You hypocrites. You IFJ hypocrites. It's not necessary. Stop doing it. Okay? So, from a TI child standpoint, accept help. Now let's talk about the FI child with your, you know, big time superiority complexes, right? You know, you get a lot of the superiority complex, you know. You also have a hard time accepting help from others, but at least you can more often than TI child, that's nice. But the thing is, is that like, you can get to the point where you think you absolutely know the answer with your TI critic, with your TI scenic, your senile critic, you absolutely think you know the answer that you actually stop surveying and looking at you know other people and then this causes you to make shortcuts because you think you absolutely know the answer but the reality of the situation is you actually don't because you didn't spend the time doing the proper research ahead of time and then it ends up failing and then you end up looking bad because you cut corners on the project or you cut corners on the job or you cut corners in your relationship or you ended up doing the bare minimum because of that because you didn't you, you know you didn't take the time to verify how you feel right and you you spend so much time trying to look superior to other people to because of your own se uh, uh, you know se inferior or any inferior um, insecurity because of that insecurity that you're not even actually willing to face the truth because the mask that you wear to make, that makes you look good in front of other people becomes way more important to you than actually knowing the answer itself. So the reality of the situation is, is that TI grandparent in its more advanced form when it comes to FI child, it has to get to the point in life where it's willing to listen such that it's not satisfied until it knows for a fact what the true answer is. Because to the FI child, it's not about being superior anymore because it realizes true superiority comes from actually knowing the truth. 
And so you guys end up having to put more effort in finding out what those hard truths, those hard facts actually are. And then after you have them, uh, you're, you're, you're in a better situation. You're in a much better situation. And it just, it just bothers me how I literally get to see these ITJs walking around peacocking. They spend so much effort peacocking instead of trial and error, instead of actually trying to figure out what's really going on, especially when it comes to like FI child men and trying to pick up women. Oh my God. They just don't understand. They just don't get it. And they're not going to spend time to try to figure out what's actually mechanically happening in the gender dynamics. They're just spending all their time looking good. But because they're spending all their time looking good, they have no idea that they're actually orbiting other women consistently. And women are the focus. It kind of reminds me of an ENTP recently who decided it'd be a good idea to walk into a certain lounge wearing his sunglasses because he was mad about what happened with his previous relationship because, you know, women are selfish or women are this, women are that. And I had no choice but to mock him and be like, bro, you realize that you're putting her on a pedestal because you're making her the center of your life right now because you're trying to get back at her by wearing sunglasses in a dark lounge. That's so... Not only is that weird, but that's wrong and incorrect. And I'm trying to get him to realize that that's not the case. That's not accurate. Humble yourself and stop making women, women the center of your universe. Well, that's what happened to these FI child men when they go around peacocking around in public pretending to be pickup artists and whatnot. And it's just like, wow, dudes, like, come on. Uh, no, you never see me doing that. Like, because these are, these are, these FI childs end up having the point of view of like, you know, like, especially my brother-in-law, holy smokes. He's always trying to figure out ways on how he can be more impressive to women. And I'm like, how about you stop caring about how impressive to women you can be and start caring about how impressive women can be to you because that's what it means to be a real man. Change your mindset. But, you know, FI child superiority complex can't figure that out because, you know, my TI critic, you know, I, I read it in a book that I need to go out and peacock and make myself look good in front of girls and be as impressive to girls as possible, you know, and that's that's really the truth, right? And I got to make myself look good. And I'm like, no, that's not actually the truth. No, but you don't spend enough time thinking about it. You spend enough time outsourcing your thinking to other people, FI child, and then you pretend that you're actually superior after the fact. How about you stop pretending to be superior, realize that you actually don't know a damn thing, and then and then seek out seek out to know, make your entire life the pursuit of truth and facts so that you're not walking around pretending to be superior. And instead, you're actually being superior because you actually, unlike other people like you, you actually know the truth. And then, because you know the truth, you realize that you're not actually superior and you can accept yourself for once. What? Wow. And on to the battleground of inhibition, right? The battleground of inhibition. So we have introverted feeling inferior and introverted thinking inferior introverted thinking inferior which we all know has the biggest problem expects everyone else to listen to it but is not willing to listen to anyone 
and then it has the fi nemesis. It does this because it is worried about its self-worth. And if people are listening to the TI inferior, the fi nemesis feels better about itself. It's like, wow, if people are listening to me, that means like I'm valuable, right? Wrong. They may just be putting up with you, which is what INFPs and ISFPs do to TI inferior EFJs, ESFJs and ENFJs. They actually, yeah, they're listening, but they're kind of just tolerating you guys because they know deep down you kind of don't really know what you're talking about. So they're really just tolerating you. But because they're FI hero and because they're both behind the scenes, it's not like they're going to admit to you TI inferiors that they're just tolerating you because they are. Um, Ask them sometimes. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. It makes my SED win so excited. I want to be able to watch that, you know. Um, I just to watch them expose how they just tolerate you. And then when it's over, I'll just, you know, add in a little bit of public shame for the FI hero. A little bit of shame goes a long way with those folks. A really long way. So, but the point is, TI inferiors got to understand that to be truly valuable you know, where their inferior function, you know, is not so much an infant anymore, but it's like actually like, you know, royalty in, in that in that regard. When it gets to that standpoint, uh, well, hey, it, it realizes that, you know, maybe I should actually be the student, maybe I should be learning more. And then they allow themselves, uh, you know, instead of trying to be the teacher constantly with their TI inferior, uh, they become the student and only share their thoughts when they absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are correct instead of looking correct like they do or at least instead of teaching people things that they don't actually know. And it's so funny because you'll notice TI inferiors learn the most through teaching but that's actually like imperfect. That's actually like stunted growth and stunting their growth. They'll, they need to have the patience to learn even more by becoming the ever student. So they are a student for the rest of their entire existence, right? That's absolutely necessary for who they are as a person, okay? Absolutely necessary. So, so based on that, uh, they, need to, they need to, you know, grow up, okay? They really need to grow up. In that. And, they, and they grew up by becoming the student. Well, let's flip that around. Let's look at the FI inferior. The FI inferior who thinks they're literally the best people on the earth. They, they're like, oh, I'm so generous, or I'm so giving, or I'm so sympathetic. Oh, I'm always willing to help, etc. And And it's like, okay, yeah, really? Why? You know, because it's like, hey, you know, everyone thinks I'm so good, etc. Or they're like, everyone thinks I'm so bad. So they're like super down on themselves. But they don't actually know whether or not that's actually true. And they're worried about consistently about what they own, what they think. I had an ENTJ call me yesterday, for example. He asked me to humble him. And he explained everything that went on with this situation between him and a friend of his. And I'm like, dude, so you sound pretty humble to me. You handled that situation exactly the way I would have handled it and any normal person would handle it based on who you are in your position. And he's like, oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, oh, well, that's really different because he expected me to come down on him super hard. But the reality situation, I wasn't because he already had his thinking pretty correct. His TI nemesis was already on point, but he was worried that he wasn't on point and it was causing him to feel bad about himself, how the, the nemesis just bleeds into the infant or the inferior function over time. And that's not necessary at all. The point is, is that 
you know, it's not a bad thing for him to call me and get my thoughts on it or call the people and get thoughts on it. But the day's got to come where the FI inferior just has to realize that, you know what, maybe what I know actually is correct. Maybe I'm not as bad as I feel I am because they realize that their bad feelings or their feelings of unworthiness or afraid that they're not good enough uh, is actually because they're even more worried about whether or not they know is true. But the more that they... Uh, the more that they allow themselves to trial and error, okay, because TE heroes are both outcome focused, these ESTJs and these ENTJs, the more that they allow themselves to trial and error things, okay, well, by doing that, they get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I've trial and errored, uh, and uh, I, I realize that I actually am correct for once. And it's nice. Yeah, they actually are. They actually can be. And they can have more confidence in their thinking because they allow themselves to trial and error. And they don't rely so much on everyone else's thinking. They can finally get to a point where as long as they're behaving from a wise point of view, they don't have to worry as much about what they think. And then because they're not worrying as much, they don't feel so bad about themselves because, you know, but it, honestly, it's a lot easier for ESTJs because they have their introverted sensing parent. They end up collecting a little bit more life experience and they can remember back when they have been worried about what they're thinking and they don't feel as bad about themselves. ENTJs, however, forget about all of that. And this is why I explained to the ENTJ I was talking to on the phone yesterday, you need to record a book of all of your failures. Have a little notebook where every time you fail at something, you write it down and you write a sentence about how you felt about it. So that five years from now, you can go through that book again. And you're like, wow, I was really stupid at blah, blah, blah. But then you realize, well, a lot of these things don't even apply to me anymore. And then you can actually see for the first time that you actually have improved. And you do it yourself. And that totem becomes a consistent reminder as to how much you yourself have improved over time. And then that FI inferior fear goes away. So literally, you have to stop thinking that you're wrong because that's what's causing you to feel bad. That's, that's, that's one of the things that's causing you to feel bad about yourself. Instead, you have to understand that, yeah, you're really right. And you have to keep track of the times that you're right and wrong and then just do better. You have to be at that consistent point where, you know, if you're a TE hero, you're all about achievement. Achieve better today than you were doing yesterday. Stop comparing yourself to other people and their success. Stop compare, start comparing, comparing yourself to your own success. Am I more successful than I was yesterday? Yes or no? That is the key. And that is what they have to do in the battleground of innocence. And they're being innocent about it. They really, really do care and they care a lot. The difference is, is they just don't know if their care is put in the right place. The point that I'm trying to make is it doesn't matter as long as you're keeping track of the results. And as long as you're better today than you were yesterday, it absolutely doesn't matter. All right? That's that's the point. So anyway, uh, I think I think I've uh, driven my point home at this point. Um, looks like uh, people are saying it's a little laggy right now. Uh, so anyway, um, now's the time for Q&A. So I'm going to open up Q&A uh, to everyone in the stream right now. If you guys have any questions relating to this content, 
before Battlegrounds, uh, Titans, Responsibility, uh, Innocence, and Inhibition for uh, TI and FI. Now would be the time uh, to ask that question. So let me know in the stream chat uh, what exactly is uh, your question, hopefully. I'm sure, although some people did report they were behind in the stream right now, so we'll give you folks a minute maybe to catch up here. I don't know. I'm gonna exit out of this while I'm doing that. I'm gonna exit out of that. I'm gonna exit out of that. And this is that moment where I'm hoping my wife brought home some root beer because I forgot to mention that to her. She's giving me a look. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I guess that means we're going to go get root beer as soon as this stream is over. Is that all right? Yeah. No more drop frames. Awesome. I'm glad that we don't have any more drop frames. Thank you, Lorenzo. Any questions related to this lecture? It's been like a minute and a half since I asked the question, so I'm trying to make sure you guys are catching up here. Looks like, uh, hey, I mean, maybe I just hit it home. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe I'm just like, hey, you know, this is my INTJ talking about itself and bloviating because it's got to make itself look good on the stream, right? You know, maybe maybe I nailed this uh, this lecture so well that I don't need any questions. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, no one needed to ask questions. So maybe, uh, maybe that's the case. Or maybe I should just be responsible and actually verify by, like, scrolling up and looking at questions uh, that was there. So, oh, how does FI Nemesis relate to TI Inferior? Um, yes, it was covered. FI Nemesis worries about its own self-worth, which causes TI Inferior to go out of its way. It's when the shadow is bleeding into the ego. It goes out of its way to teach other people and elect itself the teacher when it actually should be the student. It's the person who knows the least pretending to know the most. My father and my grandmother both have TI inferior and they both have the reputation of being the biggest know-it-alls in our family and in our church and in our community to the point where even my father has been publicly shamed. So that could be a thing. It says the stream has dropped. I don't think it did. So... Um, hey, can you take your device off of Wi-Fi? Might be causing an issue with the stream. Okay, Lorenzo Fernandez, is a part of you getting over your TI teenager in the battlegrounds of responsibility, having to verify your parents' religious beliefs that you had to deal with to reach TI parent? Yes, Lorenzo, absolutely. And you need to protect your T. You, you have to use your TI parent to protect your effie child by preventing, by getting people who have used or taken advantage or gotten really close to you with your effie child and get rid of them or at least take a vacation from those people in your life, okay? Because people will keep your TI parent from growing if they're constantly accessing your effie child. So the answer is yes. Uh, thank you, Karen, for the for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Um, I'll probably call you here in a few minutes. Uh, okay. Um, 
uh, not receiving a month enough video for smooth streaming. Okay. Let's see here if there's anything else I can exit out of. Let's quit. Let's quit. Let's quit. Maybe that'll help there. Let's quit that too. Let's see. Trying to get as much bandwidth as I can. Um, and apparently that didn't work very well. And apparently uh, Microsoft Outlook just decided to open again when I didn't want it to and I'm trying to close it. So, all right, well, anyway, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, or enlightening, please leave a comment below, folks. Uh, remember to get these continued season 18 lectures. You gotta be signed up with the email etc. Uh, so you do that csjoseph.life, just take the test or grab the companion guide and you got your email in. Um, oh, Desine asks, can you give other examples for FI Child and TI Critic besides pickup? Um, yeah, I mean, in the workplace, the FI Child thinks that it knows everything there is to know about a particular system because FI Child is systematic, right? And they get to a point uh, in their life where, you know, hey, I, uh, I act, oh, hold on a second, I need to turn off this display. And I need to unlock this thing, and then I need to pull this off of Wi-Fi as well. Disconnecting Wi-Fi, cool. That'll help give us some more bandwidth here. Because uh, for some reason things were downloading and I don't know why. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in the workplace, FI Child gets to a point where um, it, really, it really believes that it has the solution to the answer when it really doesn't. And it doesn't verify it. And then it goes along its, uh, along its way, feeling like everything's good and kosher. And then it gets to the end of the project. And that's not the case. And then as a result of that, they end up getting fired because they believe that. And it's almost like they have this insanely high self-belief in themselves, but they're not taking the time to verify whether or not that they actually really truly know because something could have changed or somebody else could have done something that would have directly affected them. It's just that FI child internalizes things so much that they shut themselves out to the external world. And because of that, it's very difficult. That's why they have TI Critic there to help them verify what's actually happening so that their little child doesn't end up getting into big trouble. But of course, you know, if TE parent was being responsible, the TE parents would, would you know, be aware of what other people are thinking, so. Yeah, I'll do a lecture on superego focus types someday. Um, what do you mean by Templar mirror? You always mention it, but I don't entirely understand. A Templar mirror means that you, you take on other people's behaviors when you're around them. And then when they're not around you, you don't behave like that anymore. That's the Templar mirror. Uh, Shadden, is it enough for TI critic uh, to know the truth and not share it with people? Uh, sometimes it is, but you know, FI child likes to be super superior and tell people what they know is true. So it, it depends. It, it's, it, you have to be wise at the end of the day. It's about, it's about wisdom in that capacity. So, okay. I have no idea why the bit rate is so low. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know why the stream is like failing on me right now. This is kind of odd. So, but all right, uh, looks like that's it for the rest of the questions here. Um, thank you all for coming tonight. Um, thank you for uh, being here 
and uh, yes, I, 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 Trunks already answered that question. I think I may just not anytime soon. There's so much more work to do. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching. Uh, this is uh, season 18, episode 17, the fourth reflection. I'll see you guys next month uh, for uh, Chris Taylor's episode where he'll be giving us an overview of the uh, battlegrounds, uh, the four battlegrounds. So with that being said, folks, I'll see you guys tonight.